more and more, I feel like, I feel like a puppet <laughs> and I'm being, as said, like dangled around by these activity rings. Welcome to Make Before Break, a podcast about the struggle in doing meaningful work. I'm Angelo, a web and iOS developer, mostly, I guess. And I'm Frank, um, iOS trainer extraordinaire. Very extraordinaire. <laughs> How's it going, Angelo? It's going pretty well, going pretty well. Um, I think we don't have anything specific prepared today, so we're planning on just going through a grab bag of things that are on our mind. Does that sound about right to you, Frank? Yeah, that sounds great. Um, it's been, what, a couple of weeks since we last recorded? So it, It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, have things happened in the past couple of weeks, Angelo? I've, let's think. I've um, been off of work for the last week. I took a little uh, vacation, staycation. My intention was to do some decluttering of my office um, uh, that didn't go quite as far as I'd hoped, but you know, whatever, uh, there was a win. I did get some things done, so that's great. Oh, cool. Uh, how about you? Um, just trying to, you know, keep things together with baby and the workshop coming up and, uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. You've got a lot going on. Lots to, uh, lots to juggle there. <laughs> yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a challenge, but, uh, it's good. It's good. And we are recording a little bit later in the day today. It's the uh, it's it's the afternoon where as we normally record in the morning. So I am going to crack open now. Turns out Frank and I both have a bit of an affinity for for scotches, and so yeah, I'm 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 gonna just go ahead and crack open. I have a bottle of the Macallan, which. I bought yesterday. I've never tried this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna taste it live on the show. Why not? <laughs> Go for it. I poured myself a dram of Old Pulteney, twelve year, and um, it's nice. It tastes. It's nice. I'm sure it is. Okay, so here, let's open it up. You can hear that cork popping Ooh. out. And. Just a wee dram, as they say. And let's see. I think I'll let it breathe a little bit just before cracking into it, but it does smell wonderful. Amazing. Speaking of things that smell wonderful, I got the new AirPods Pro. Holy crap. Ah, uh, yeah, that new Apple stuff smell. <laughs> and what are, what are your thoughts? So I got them on October 31st. They're a day late. A day late. And a dollar short. $250 US short. <laughs> it was, um, actually, it's a funny story. So I ordered, I like, I ordered them like fairly quickly after the, after the announcement went up. But for some reason, like the delivery window I got was November 6th. Yeah, ouch. I know, right? Uh, but it turns out that <laughs> Apple being Apple, I ended up getting them on October 31st anyways. 
which isn't too well, bad. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's funny because it's not the first time this happens to me where I order something from the Apple store and I actually get it earlier than promised. Right. They they have a tendency of kind of uh, under-promising and over-delivering. That's it. You so, got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to like process that in my head and I haven't even touched the scotch yet. So, yeah, so I got them. Um, initial impressions are very, very good. I'm I'm super happy with them, obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, Apple, you, I'm like Apple shill level 100. Well, yeah, not, I, I don't think that's strictly true, but you had the original AirPods, right? Yeah, I had like original release day AirPods. Right, right. And so sound quality compared to the original ones the sound quality like the sound quality is actually difficult to compare i find because okay you're comparing like the sound quality plus noise canceling to a pair of headphones that doesn't have noise canceling fair enough like i find they sound great but my use case is usually like using them like during my commute Mm -hmm. and Like, with the old AirPods, I would have to, like, you know, crank the sound up to, like, between 90% and max um, to be able to hear it, like, if I'm taking the bus or if I'm on the subway. Yeah, right. It definitely is the kind of thing where the in-ear monitor style of the AirPods Pro is, uh, it makes, even if you don't have active noise cancellation going on, just that kind of natural attenuation makes a difference. Yeah, (laughs) does it ever. And... My goodness, man, with the active noise canceling, like the active noise canceling is great. Um, Have you used uh, noise canceling headphones or earphones before? I don't have much experience with them. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny, like about a year and a half ago, I bought the Bose QC20s, which are like, yes, right. The noise canceling headphones, you know, like I will never walk on a plane without them. Uh. And it's it's actually funny because I was I was going through some papers just yesterday and I found my old receipt. <laughs> so I paid three hundred twenty nine ninety nine for them. So literally, the exact same price, right? As the AirPods Pro. Yeah, yeah. And I find the biggest difference between the two is on the AirPods Pro, they have um. They call it. They have like the inward facing microphone, right? So the, okay. so not only do they um not only do they cancel out sound that's coming in from the outside, but they also cancel sound that's coming in from the inside of your ear. That's interesting. So say um well first of all, any say any sound that manages to make it through your ear canal right. will will get right. canceled out, but also a lot of the sounds um that come from I don't know, like bodily functions, <laughs> like eating, yeah, you like, know, like for sure. You you hear yourself breathing a lot of times with a uh, an ear in ear monitor, right? Like you'll just yeah. hear the sound of your own breath. So like it manages to cancel that out. That's pretty impressive. It makes it makes a huge difference because I remember like wearing my like with the bows. Whenever, like I I would never be able to eat anything with the bows on right. because it was. Is like a cacophony of like crunching, and I'd just be like so self conscious. I'd be like, you say, if I'm sitting in like a plane, yeah. I'd, I'd think about like the person next to me, and 
just wonder, you know, like, oh my god, are they are they hearing me eat this loudly? Like, this is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, and that doesn't happen with with the new AirPods, so That's I'm cool. really happy about that. And they also have this transparent mode. What is that about? Do you know? Yeah, so transparency, um, from what I understand, is that it keeps the low frequencies um, canceled out, but it doesn't cancel mm-hmm. out the higher frequencies, or maybe it enhances the higher frequencies. So okay. when someone speaks to you, you can actually hear them. But okay. but things like like you know like the ambient noise around you still gets canceled out. So it, I mean, not that I'm, I'm sure that Apple would never say like, and therefore it's safe to like ride a bike with these things in your ears. You know, you'll be fine uh, because we're a litigious society, but um, it does sound like it does provide a little bit of almost the opposite of noise cancellation where, mm-hmm. it, you know, like if you um, use an open ear headset, right? Like, um headphones that go over the ear but that aren't fully sealed they're open to the air mm-hmm. uh, you'll hear everything that's going on in the room around you and the advantage to using them is that it gives a, a more open sound to the music you're listening to but the disadvantage is you need a quiet room if you want to enjoy the music right um so it sounds like it it's kind of doing that kind of thing but more for um environmental awareness rather than um you know enhancing the the audio quality right so that's cool it's, so it generally you're thumbs up on them i'm i'm so thumbs up on them it's not even funny like honestly i've been i've been really waiting for like new airpods to come out because mine like the battery on them is awful <laughs> at this point I, I don't think it's just yours yeah no but now i feel like you know, like all of this hardware stuff now is more is like a subscription service. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's a little weird. Yeah, like two years from now, I'm probably gonna have to replace them anyways. But right now, I'm very happy with the AirPods. Um, they sound great. The battery—it's amazing to have great battery life again. <laughs> That's made a huge difference. Yeah, right. Now they don't. You know, they don't like let go after half an hour. And um, the fit test is actually pretty cool i mean what's that about so if you go into the like bluetooth settings of the airpods pro you can do what's mm-hmm. called a fit test and essentially what it is is that it, it plays a little bit of music and it tries to figure out if the tip on them is right for your ear and they come with three different size tips so you have small medium wow. and large and i feel like that's a very apple thing to do yeah, well, the the fit alone, uh, the, or f- the fit feature alone is very like um, most in your monitors that I've bought over the last f- decade or whatever come with multiple tips. Some of them mm-hmm. come. I've I've bought some that have like six different tips, and you're just like, <laughs> I don't know what you know. The tiniest one, I don't know what this is for. It's like you know, your gerbil wants to listen to music or something. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, but you know, like hey, that's cool. Um, but having some kind of, um, vertical integration where you can test the fit through the phone. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. I've got, yeah, it, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, I find it like, it's really nice user experience, right? Because you see these tips and, you know, the very fact that the product comes with multiple tips 
it kind of like puts this doubt in your mind. You're like, am I using the right ones? You know, are these yeah, the best right, to be right. using for me? And yeah. this kind of like silences that doubt. And that's a really you know, good point. Puts you in a, like, I don't know, like puts you in a better place. Sure. It's good. That's cool. That's cool. So there you have it. AirPods Pro. So I should get a pair too. Yeah, I think you should. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My AirPods are still fine except for the occasional uh and I I've only had them maybe a year now. Um it does a thing where like you you put them in your ears and you only hear that tone telling you it's connected mm-hmm. in one of them and <laughs> you tilt yeah. your head for the other one to come on and uh so I, I don't know. They're certainly a lot easier to deal with uh for connecting to multiple devices that's for sure they're great is it as seamless as apple makes it out to be where it's just like well i'm just gonna turn on my mac and just pick my airpods and like that's it it just starts going right no it's not quite that seamless but it's you know nonetheless like leaps and bounds above what uh, traditional bluetooth headphones have been like so Mm -hmm. that's for sure really like that and these are i think a little more water resistant now as well compared to the airpods yeah i think so um I and if there, there's I a few I saw something about that. like there's a few other nice small features um first of all the case uh supports wireless charging so that's great right. i didn't have a wireless charging case before and yeah. now i do hey and also this was kind of like the surprise for me is that it comes with a USB-C to lightning cable. Finally. Which like, is really nice. It's a, you know, like, it's always been one of these really weird... I think that the whole idea of Max no longer having USB-A ports, but iPhones shipping with USB-A to lightning cables only exclusively should have been kind of like a an omen for this kind of staggered weird rollout of like things don't quite fit together properly Mm -hmm. that we're seeing with like ios 13 ipad os 13 catalina you know when it comes to things like reminders right (laughs) right like i had to I, i i just upgraded my mac to catalina this past week it's i mean it's fine. It, everything's working. That's great. You know, um, uh, I'm, I'm not, I haven't run into any real problems, but that's also because it's kind of a fresh install, um, of Mojave already. Mm -hmm. So things are, there's not much that's built up that would be potentially an issue, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, um, I have shared reminders lists though with, with my wife and uh, we can't upgrade them because, her Mac doesn't support Catalina, so... Oh, no. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, well, I mean, th- that Mac is, to, to be fair, is like eight years old, so, you know, it's fine. Um, maybe time to start thinking about upgrading, but uh, still, you know, it's just been weird how, like, not only was that um, a thing, but it used to be that iOS and macOS were released in lockstep same day right you know, they all came out um used to be I'm <laughs> like after 
Mac OS went to the yearly release cycle that iOS went to, right? Um, and this year they did away with that for reasons unknown. I guess, well, maybe not unknown. I guess they wanted to ship the new phones and they, those phones had to ship with iOS 13. iPad OS was like, eh, it's not quite there yet. We need to make some changes, but like, we're not releasing new iPads. I don't know. I, um, people smarter than me at Apple certainly know why they, you know, did what they did, but, um, I'm glad to see that we're finally getting USB-C to lightning cables. <laughs> I'm so I'm just happy I get to retire a dongle. I have yeah, one exactly. less dongle in my life. Exactly. And I also get that I'm probably there are far more people using Windows machines with an iPhone than people using uh Macs with an iPhone yeah, for sure. and I don't think that uh <laughs> Windows users suffer the same kind of like um, being drags kicking and screaming into the future that Mac users are. So, you know, like maybe it does make sense to have USB-A cables. It's just, it's a weird thing, you know, from the company that was like, no, you you know what? Screw you guys. We're not making iTunes for for Windows when the original iPod came out. You know, it's just, it's (laughs) weird. So that's enough about cables uh but cool i'm glad you're enjoying them that that's awesome there you go so what's up on your end any news uh so (laughs) uh last episode we were talking about the uh the robot assistant on our phone right and like in the middle of the episode the uh that same robot assistant and i'm not saying its name for fear of this like just it activated on my iPad, which I had open and unlo- unlocked in front of me. Oh yeah, stop, Siri, stop! And and yeah, I had to tell it to stop in the middle of the show and whatever. So uh, I realized, like, okay, it's funny because we were talking about how it's a very useful thing, especially when you know. Uh, you're not able to use your hands for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like it's really quite convenient, absolutely. And for I, you know, for folks that just cannot use their hands at any time, it's it's probably a like a godsend, you know, um, which is great. Uh, except when things start to be triggering, uh, like with false positives more often than than you know it working when you need it to. So. I decided, well, let me start by just turning off the ability to invoke with voice this robot assistant. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the phrase because I don't want to do that. So you're not saying, anymore. hey, Siri? Uh, well, okay, you just did. <laughs> uh, so email Frank if that triggered your 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 robot assistant. But anyways... Uh, I turned it off on the iPad because like, I never need to tell my iPad to do something, right? Right. Uh, in the same way that, like, um, I uh, generally, as I mentioned in that show, I don't really tend to do this unless I'm. I'll I'll invoke it if I'm driving, mm-hmm. right? Um, or I'll invoke it like while I'm at home. So okay, fine. Um, so I decided, you know what? I'll just turn it off on. Um, the phone as well just let it work through the watch because the watch is a very like you bring your wrist up and only then will it 
invoke. So, <laughs> about that. I was at a, um, a, a bit of a serious uh, family gathering uh, last weekend. And we were wrapping up for the day. We're heading out. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm saying goodbye to some family members. And all of a sudden, my watch is tapping my wrist like crazy. It's just, it's gone bonkers. It just tap, 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 you know, Fred is there on my <laughs> wrist here. I'm like, what's going on? And I'm not going to, you know, peel back the you know, the sleeve of my coat and my suit jacket and my shirt to take a look at my watch while I'm saying goodbye to a family member. Right. Right. Cause it's, it, it makes me look like, okay, he's checking the time to see if he can leave now, you know, obviously, which is not at all the case, but I'm like, what's going on? Uh, and yeah, it had, for some reason, my watch on my arm, which is hanging at my side, you know, it's not anywhere up near my face mm -hmm. has, you know, invoked the robot assistant. And all I can see on the screen was it heard me say no and replied back with, okay. So whatever happened before that, I have no idea. So I'm like checking, did I just randomly, you know, text someone or like, send an email to like, I don't know who or what. Ordered uh, like 10,000 pizzas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I have no idea what's going on here. Uh, and and I just kind of decided, okay, no, that's it. That I I can't enough of this. Yeah, enough. I don't want to risk this anymore. So I'm just turning it off completely. Uh, and if I want, like, if I'm going to be driving for a while, I can turn it on on my phone, mm -hmm. and that's fine. You know. Um, otherwise, no, forget it. You know. I don't. Uh, I will selectively choose when I may or may not want or need to be able to use the uh, Hey Robot invocation. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, sorry, it's just not good <laughs> enough yet. It's you know? okay. Like, it's okay. When it starts uh, messing with your 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 human interactions, like which is kind of way more important than yeah this convenience, you know, like forget it. It's just not, it's not something that I'm going to be okay with. Ha so, yeah, there you go. Have you found yourself missing it, like, in the past week? Uh, no. But then again, I've been on vacation. The only thing I ever use it for, really, is, uh, at home, I should say, is, like, to set, um, we have some hue lights in, in some rooms mm -hmm. of the house, including uh, our living room, where we watch TV and my office so I'll, I'll sometimes tell it to set a certain scene for you know uh whatever um like i like dim lighting in my office in the morning when i'm planning my day and then i go to like a full brightness at the um at around 9 a.m when i start really working you know um but even that is not that big a deal because now like my phone's already used to me invoking this in mm -hmm. the first place so it always has like the series suggestion of would you like to turn on your thinking scene or whatever it's called i don't even remember the robot assistant um, suggestion yeah exactly so i know <laughs> sorry if i triggered your phones anyways uh so yeah i'm not really missing it especially um i 
I moved the the only other thing that I would use it for was to set a timer on my on my watch, which is a series two watch. Oh, so it's already like pretty slow and inconsistent with the, <laughs> hit uh, or miss. Yeah, it's quite hit or miss, you know, at this point. Um, which is why I laughed when you said hardware is like kind of subscription service nowadays, which yeah. makes me really sad. Uh, but you know, uh, so yeah, I just moved like the timer function to a complication on the watch and i can just i can get to it much faster that way than trying to use the uh the robot assistant and there you go there you You go so so yeah i'm not really missing it um but yeah make it work right every time you know and and well that's that's a tall order angelo (laughs) no it's not a tall order i'm sorry it's not it's you know like it's um it shouldn't be a surprise that people are going to turn these things off if they don't work right, you know? Fair enough. Um, Speaking of Apple features that we want to turn off. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, am I so done with activity rings. I can't stand so, it anymore. So activity rings are, uh, when you've got a watch, uh, it tracks three things. One is the number of exercise minutes you get. Second is the number of active calories you've burned. And that's something that you can set. And the third is how many standing, how many hours you've actually spent more than a minute standing or and moving around kind of thing, right? Exactly. So what's your frustration with activity rings? Oh my goodness. Okay. So more and more, I feel like, I feel like a puppet <laughs> and I'm being as like yeah. dangled around by these activity rings. Um, Hmm. and I'm just, it's, it's so, it's so bizarre. It reminds me of, uh, in the book, Indistractable, Nirial talks about a, uh, a university professor who got kind of addicted to like a, like it's a gamified pedometer called Strive. And she would do like she would get a notification saying like, Hey, if you climb three flights of stairs, you get double the points. And then she'd be like climbing stairs until 2am type of thing. I mean, I'm not there yet, but I feel like I'm going down that path. Um, I know what you mean. When I see it's like every night when sometimes I just want to take off my watch and I don't because you know, like, Oh, I haven't. Yeah. Like I haven't closed my, my stand ring uh, today. So Oh man, it's just so like I know what you mean. So, I removed the notifications. I removed okay. the activity rings from all of like my watch faces. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, it's just kind of like gone. That's interesting. And I, I Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And I feel great. So are you still feeling like you're getting as much activity as you used to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like nothing has changed. Because you've got that routine set already. We were talking about that a little bit in the last show where you have all these systems already in place. And so you're, you know, you're kind of, it's just part of your day. Exactly. Exactly. that's That's not a problem. And instead, by removing this stuff, I don't. I don't feel like, you know, tethered to my watch all the time. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I get that. 
Um, I turned off the notifications that I was getting for any activity related stuff for a similar reason. Um, and yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about me, but it's usually like when something happens uh, at a time where it just ends up being like super frustrating, like, why can't you read my mind, <laughs> yes. computer? You know, is when I, I just like rage quit on a certain thing. So I think it was like, I was, uh, I was pretty sick with some cold virus or something. Uh, and I was just, you know, not moving around much. Mm-hmm. And every hour, tap, tap, <laughs> you should get up and move around. And all I can think is you go to hell because I'm not getting up to move around. I'm really sick, you know? Uh, so I just, I turned it off. I couldn't take it anymore. Um, and I turned off like, so once you turn off the notifi notifications, I think there are two that you can turn off. One is the notifications from your friends, mm-hmm. like what their activity is. And then there's like your own notifications. So that gets sort of the weekly summaries that you would get as well. And all that crap. Right. Including like, well, uh, let's keep ratcheting up the calories that you should burn this week every week, you know. There you go. Until, until, until like, it hits a million and <laughs> Yeah, you should burn, you know, uh more calories than are possible to burn without, I don't know, collapsing. Um so yeah, I just turned all of that off as well. I still look at it because I already given that I work from home, um I don't feel like I get enough activity to begin with, you know, okay, and I, I, I tend to become a little bit of a, um, sedentary when I'm, you know, um, <laughs> when the conditions are anything but perfect for getting out and moving around a little bit, you know? Right. So, um, I do keep the, uh, the complication on the watch face. Um, and it, it, it helps to keep me moving around a little bit, but I don't know if it's all that useful. I mean, I th- I think I mentioned it last episode, the episode before. Like when I do a workout, it my watch misses like half of the heart rate monitoring to begin with. So, but I just can't bring myself to spend more money on a new one yet. I don't know. I just don't see the value. Fair enough. Because you got you got a stainless steel, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's bit. the thing. <laughs> You can't once once you go stainless steel, you can't exactly like downgrade to like an Whoa. aluminum watch. You can, you can. I for mean, sure, you but, can. You know, but, like you know, I've always been a watch person, right? Like I've had a watch since I was a little kid. I have a collection of watches. Uh, you know, nothing super fancy or anything, but I I always liked them, and I didn't want to get you know the. Um, Something that would look out of place if I'm, you know, dressed a little more fancy or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm very vain or something. Uh, So, yeah, I went with the stainless steel as my first one. And there are like some other little advantages where the face uh, of the watch on the aluminum one uses that ion X glass or ion 10 glass. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Whereas on the stainless versions, it's a sapphire crystal, right? Which is, um, much, much, much tougher. I know people that have broken 
the um, the glass on the front of their stainless watch uh, of their sorry their aluminum watch, um, and I've given my watch quite a beating and it still looks you know there's a little bit of like wear and tear of like just little fine fine scratches on the stainless steel but the the glass looks brand new so um but the electronics inside are you know falling apart i guess so yeah not easy it's not easy it's not easy but it does you know like it's weird as i strip away the hey siri Oh, crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, you can email me for that one. As I strip away, you know, the robot assistant functions and like slowly but surely all of the features that, you know, used to work great are not working so great anymore because bit rot or whatever. Um, I install, <laughs> finally installed watchOS 6.1 because it was mm-hmm. finally released for the Series 2 uh last week or something like that and like my watch won't send messages anymore it just fails to send them I'm like, I, I don't even know why so over time um, your apple watch is turning into a normal watch it's that turning needs into, to be yeah, charged basically. that night <laughs> slowly but surely it's turning into like just a like a the fancy casio just the watch hey yeah well you know whatever um so yeah i don't know like i can't really I've said this before. I don't know if I'm going to get another one. Um, I don't. I don't like the idea of hardware as a subscription service when it costs as much money as it does, and also like you know, like just that level of consumption feels gross. Mm. Um, but it does get me to move around. I, I got to say, it does get me to move around. Um, just by looking at it and thinking like, hey, you know, I am getting older, you know, <laughs> I am getting more and more out of shape and I need to take care of that a little bit more. So um, exercise is always um, whatever exercise you can get is is good for you, you know, for sure. Um, so so try and do it. How do you manage tasks and open source projects, Angelo? That's a good question. Isn't it? Uh, and one that I have as well. Um, I, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I mentioned that in passing to you. And, uh, so I like having a single place, which is the trusted, like, um, area for whatever I got to get done. Right. You want like the source of truth. Yeah, exactly. And in my case, that's OmniFocus. You know, whatever you, you might have some other task manager you prefer, that's great. Um, but uh, the thing with OmniFocus is that it's, of course, a personal task manager. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can assign anything to anyone else, you know, or whatever. You But you can sort of say, like, this is a thing I got to talk to so-and-so about. This is a thing I'm waiting for from uh, somebody but when you're like working on an open source project, let's say, okay, uh, I have a theme that I'm working on for the Hugo static site rendering um, engine. It, you know, people are using it, apparently. Uh, they open issues in GitHub, nice. you know. Congrats. And that's great. Uh, and they're telling me, you know, hey, look, this would be a nice feature to implement. Oh, I noticed this bug. That's And it's it's great. I'm able to 
communicate with people that are using it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I have to remember to check GitHub to make sure that none of that slips through the cracks because it's not in OmniFocus or whatever. Right. So this is one of those things where like, do I just set up a task in OmniFocus for like check, uh, you know, for every issue that comes in, create a task. That sounds like a waste of time. Mm. Maybe there's an integration I can do with like ProBot or something. I don't know. Uh, or do I just, you know, set a recurring task in OmniFocus to check and move issues forward every day or every two days or every week or whatever it is? Like, how do you balance something like this? What, what do you think makes sense? You know, like I, it's one thing, like I can do uh, the, the whole, like having a separate uh, task management space task management system between let's say your day job and your personal life i've done that in the past it worked okay because like the two were very siloed Mm -hmm. but when it's something that's like um, a personal project or when it's something that's like um uh you know um this podcast for example you know uh what do you do (laughs) like how do you how do you um manage you, it like in the grand scheme of things yeah make it less of a sort of um treasure hunt across several places where your tasks live do you have thoughts on this because i'm i'm tapped out yeah so i think i would start off by you know like oh, properly let, defining wait, let me just point out one other thing shoot one of the reasons that it's like important to ma- maintain like things in GitHub issues is that I want transparency for like the work that I'm doing. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. set up like an OmniFocus task for personal things that are like, oh, I should set up a, a template for this or a template for that or whatever. Like I want that to be open to the community so that it's not a surprise to anyone. Sorry about that. I interrupted you. Please go ahead. Okay. So when it comes to GitHub issues, uh, I see it less as, you know, a set of tasks and more as an inbox. Right. Because it's not like you're going to let random people on the Internet dictate how much work you're going to do. Granted. So with that in mind, (laughs) mostly. (laughs) Right. Um, So with that in mind, I would think about it more in terms of, you know, how can you get um, GitHub issues into your inbox? Mm -hmm. And then triage from there. You see what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm I'd have to look it up, but I'm fairly certain that you'd be able to, you know, set up something on like Zapier if this and that to whenever there's a new task in like a new issue in GitHub that it emails it uh that it emails it to like that mm-hmm. little web address that you have for OmniFocus yeah, right, right, that puts right. it in your inbox. I'm sure you could set that up. That's an idea. And then once you have that, then you can, you know, sit down and make like a clear decision of, you know, like what's your priority? Like, is this a task that you actually want to tackle now? Is it a task that you want to tackle later? You know, does it go on like your open source uh, someday maybe list? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's an idea. Uh, But it doesn't fix the issue Mm -hmm. of, you know, having to go back to GitHub and say like, I've accepted this as an issue or, you know, to give updates or whatever. But at least it kind of automates the capture of those things. 
It gets things into your system. And That's fair. it puts it in a place where you can manage it and you can see it, for example, like in perspectives. You know, maybe you have like some, an open source yeah, yeah. perspective when you sit down at your computer and want to do open source work. You just, you know, hit the button and then boom, you have all your tasks on like open source projects that you can, you know, sift through and decide which one you want to do. Right. Yeah, that's an idea. That's an idea. So that's probably how I would tackle it. Yeah. With like personal private projects, it's it's not an issue. Like you don't have to open, you could, but you don't have to open a GitHub issue for yourself. Right. For example, you know, uh, it's enough to just like use descriptive commit messages and you know that'll give you a good history of what you were doing Mm -hmm. more or less i guess um but yeah it really is more the thing where you're interacting with the community and like i'm not really interacting with that much of a community to begin with it's not like you know this is a kind of thing that has tens of thousands of stars and you know several forks or what no not at all maybe a couple (laughs) dozen you know but that's still something. Hey. And there are people opening issues, you know, on a let's say weekly basis, monthly basis. I don't know. I haven't really paid attention. But you know, if people yeah. care about it enough to open an issue, then I think that's already a good sign. Right, right, for sure. So yeah, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on that. So that's uh, that's. Probably something that I'll explore and see if I can come up with something because it does sound useful. Now, I do see you have something here about books being a waste of time, and I think that's a very controversial statement to make, Mr. Frank. Oh, we should we should make this like the clickbait episode yes. title. Yeah. Books are a waste of time. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, man, I'm like so done with books. So... Here's here's where I'm at. Wow. Okay, no, I'm not quite done with books, but let me let me explain. No, no, go ahead. Make your bold statement. Here's a shovel, dig your hole. Over <laughs> so I'm reading about like one book a month. And that's good. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I on know. paper it's nice, but like it's not actually like doing anything for me. You know, okay. like I like I go through and I take notes and you know, like I parse those out. Mm-hmm. But Reading a book a month is like the cadence is too fast to put any of that stuff into practice. Yes. So I'm kind of, I don't know. So I'm kind of on the fence about what to do. Like, do I just stop? (laughs) Do I just stop reading books and, you know, go back and, and think about, you know, like think about what I've read and kind of like work towards implementing that. Or like one thing that I'm considering is, you know, like we're at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. I still have like a small Yikes. stack of books that I know, right? <laughs> like, whoa, I still have a small stack of books that I like that I haven't read yet. You know, like I have like right. reading list at home, you know, like it's there and it's waiting. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking maybe I go in and I pick like four books or six books for 2020. And like, that's all I read. You know, like that's all I focus on and anything else that like if something else piques my interest, then I need to push that stuff off to 2021, you know, and I go through the same process at the end of 2020 
to kind of it kind of you know like shape 2021 and you could also just send out like an email to every author and say like please don't write any other books until I'm done with these six and six after <laughs> exactly. that so that like uh, my backlog doesn't grow because that's my problem is that I've got this backlog of books. I am I used to try and give myself a goal of reading 12 books in a year, you know, one book a month or mm-hmm. whatever, and I failed miserably because <laughs> there are so many other things that I'm either reading or doing or whatever. Um, and it just seemed like an unrealistic um, goal to begin and, and very artificial goal right. to begin with you know so now i'm in the middle of like three books four books yeah four books that i'm kind of like you know what when i have like an hour you know if i'm uh sitting waiting for uh you know whatever like on on the subway or whatever uh which is not often but um i'll just do a little reading, you know, mm-hmm. like either on the Kindle app on my phone or I'll bring my Kindle or iPad with me or whatever, or like a book book, God forbid, you know, um, and I'll I'll just move things ahead a little bit. And you know what I've noticed is that um, I don't really get much out of taking notes on the books, but where I do get something is when I... Um, make a note of how what I'm reading links to things that I'm thinking about already. You know, Mm -hmm. like I don't, I don't care for, I'm never going to look back on a summary of a book that I wrote, you know, uh, like a note form summary, but, uh, I am going to crunch on something that I read that ties into like something I'm thinking about or whatever. Right. So, um, that's, that's one thing that could maybe help you get through books faster if you're feeling that that's what's taking up all your time. But I also get what you're saying about um, just <laughs> if you spend all your time reading and researching and not putting that into action. Like, know, what's the point? Well, right? What's the point? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, keep in mind that, you know, I'm not reading fiction. You know, I'm reading yes. like self-help business books, you know, things like right. things with a purpose. You know, if, if yeah. I read a book... It's because I want to achieve a certain outcome. Mm-hmm. And right now, at least at my current pace, that's just, just not happening. Yeah. So, alas. I've also started a new book, which, <laughs> which is really, <laughs> yeah, really good. Help. Is it called uh, Why You Should Stop Reading Other Books? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it'll be the last book ever printed. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's uh, The Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman. Okay. Essentially about how we show up as how showing up as different alter egos in our lives can help us unlock like our best selves. Anyways, we can we can talk about this another time when I'm when I'm yeah, further yeah, sure, through it. Sure. But it's it's really, really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I so do... back to back to like these books now. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, like does it make sense to kind of like set up so far in advance you know like set up like the next year and at least like give myself that constraint and say like you know um i don't know uh i've found that uh i will come across a great article and it'll recommend a book that some of the research was drawn from to write that article and i'll be like i gotta read this book and then whatever's on that list that I might have created for myself just 
you know, well, now <laughs> things are in contention, you right. know? Like, what do, I, what do I focus on? This list that I wrote up six months, eight months ago? Or, like, my current state of um, interest and, and you know, uh, whatever. So, uh, it's okay to have, like, I have a, uh, in OmniFocus, I have a reading list. And every time I co- come across something interesting, I add it there. It doesn't mean uh, it's, like, scheduled to be read. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, this was something that... If I finish something and I'm in the mood to read something else, I can peruse that first before looking for recommendations. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't read much fiction anymore. I used to read a lot of fiction. Uh, and you know what? Like fiction is fun to read, right? Fiction is just like easy to, oh, I shouldn't say it's easy, but it um, it it's almost for me a pleasure to just go through it and I, I can't put it down. Whereas a lot of the more nonfiction stuff that I read is more for learning purposes mm-hmm. and um, is there for a little, it can be a little bit more of a slog uh, or at the minimum it does require um, a lot more thinking and therefore like, like more attention. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean I get more out of it, you know, Necess- right. Not necessarily. Um Some people choose to take, you know, an input vacation or hiatus or whatever, where they just like, they just stop consuming things, you know, Uh, to to various degrees, of course, you know, and it could be as simple as like, well, you know, I'm I'm not reading any books this month because I'm focusing on like all of the stuff that I've read, I want to put into practice or uh, I want to focus on my own ideas and I can't do that if I'm being bombarded by everyone else's ideas. So like, I'm not going to watch TV shows or movies or right. read Twitter or, you know, step outside or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, I think um, if you find that it's holding you back from doing stuff, then yeah, definitely you should maybe take a break from reading or something. Uh What's the point of telling yourself you want to read six books, though? Like, let me ask you that. I mean... Or 12 books, or whatever. It's not... Like, this isn't really a goal that I've set for myself. It's just, you know, know, it's just the current pace that I'm at. And Yeah, I'm but you were talking to, about for next year, like... Right, so I'm I'm just trying to, like... I want to, I want to see if I slow down that pace... And if I'm more deliberate with the things that I choose to mm-hmm. read and I give yeah. myself more space, you know, to put it into action, like, will that have a positive effect? Like, will that be better than the current situation that I'm in? So that's kind of what I'm mulling over right now. Um, Fair enough. We'll see where we land. We we, we can talk about this in like, <laughs> on like <laughs> yeah. the New Year's episode. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. Let's do an annual review and see uh, see how it goes. Which, you know, all things considered, is like right around the corner. Oh, goodness. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to take the, uh, the stance of like, I don't care because I'm always on top of things. I don't have to do reviews because I do them on a weekly basis. But we all know that's a lie. I'm so just all over the place, Frank. Uh, it's okay. I, I think I'm organized, but I'm really not. I'm organized. I'm just not effective at like doing the stuff that needs to get done. <laughs> hey, but wow, can I order a list real well? 
What do you think? You want to button this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up, man. All right. Uh, anything you want listeners to check out in the meanwhile before we... Uh... Um, not really. If you want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at Frankacy. What about you, right Angelo? Uh, same thing. I'm not... Uh, you can also follow me at Frankacy. Uh, no, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, trying to... Get, I'm really bad at the social media thing or any kind of mentioning of like, hey, this is stuff that I've done. I'm I'm pretty terrible at that. So I'm going to... I'm trying to be a little more um, uh, chatty, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I, I would like to recommend that you check out Scotch. It's a wonderful drink. If Agreed. you are so inclined to drink alcoholic beverages and don't mind the taste of somebody putting a cigar out on your tongue, I highly recommend it. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's everything. Have a good one, Frank. See you next week, Angelo. You've been listening to Make Before Break, a podcast about the struggle in doing meaningful work. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you left a review on iTunes. We don't do ads, so if you'd like to help offset our production costs, you can buy us a coffee. Links are in this episode's show notes. Visit us on the web at makebeforebreak.com, follow us on Twitter at makebeforebreak, or send an email to hello at makebeforebreak.com. Break.com.